G'day punters, welcome to the latest episode of The Bagman. I'm joined as always by Luke Hilton and Simon Dinopoulos from Racing and Sports. Hildo, we'll start with you. Uh, how are the boys going? How's Chad and Dylan going? I know that Dylan rode the first winner at Tamworth and it got called off. Yeah, unfortunately, they had a fair bit of rain last night. Uh, fortunately for the Tamworth Club, they've been through uh, a bit of turmoil recently and uh, trying to get back on track. And uh, unfortunately, their meeting caught off today. Just had uh, too much rain and there was a surface area of the track that was just uh, gone through the first three races but cut out pretty badly. So, um, yeah, fortunate enough for Dylan was able to get a winner in the first race. I thought he had a good book of rides. Um, anyway, they're busy over the weekend. The boys are off to Newcastle tomorrow and then Dubbo on Sunday, Tari, Monday, Corindai, Tuesday. So, um, Anything you can tip us into over the weekend? Uh, look, I haven't really gone much um, past sort of today, focused on uh, on the on their rides for today. So we'll have to, you know, get some time this afternoon, sit back and uh, try and find some winners over the weekend. All right, beauty, mate. Uh, Simon, we'll welcome you in. Just give us a rundown of your day today at Racing and Sports and, and where people can find you on social networks. Yeah, morning, guys. Thanks for having me part of the team. Yeah, so at Racing and Sports day to day, we obviously cover racing globally. We've got the biggest uh, thoroughbred database in the world here. So all based out of Canberra. We're trying to stay warm at the moment, but uh, glad to be not in a lockdown. So can't complain too much down here. And uh, you can find me on Twitter or at racingandsports.com.au. Uh, put out specials on Friday and uh, review articles during the week, uh, which can be found on the site. Beauty. We're racing uh, back-to-back weeks now at Rose Hill, Luke. We... Um due to the COVID situation around the Waverley Council, we've uh, they've had to move the meeting from Randwick to Rose Hill. Does that make any difference to what sort of horses we're looking for this meeting? Uh, <clears throat> I can't think it makes a big difference to sort of assessing the form and sort of the maps will probably stay the same, but just the advantages and the pricing would have to be altered a little bit, um, especially the way this track's going to play compared to last week. We saw the seven-metre rail last week. Um, horses were able to get away from that being a wet track and get to the outside and, and make up ground. I was sort of thinking that they might have been able to do that and they were, but this week we go back to the true. So we're even past where we were two weeks ago when they couldn't make up ground from the back. Um, so I'm sort of leaning towards it's going to be favourably drawn inside and I think rails in run um, might be a, an advantage or if you are sort of one-off maybe in that first half a dozen might be the way to go. I think back and wide, you could end up in the lanes we used last week, which could be cut up from then. So, um, yeah, I'm sort of thinking that we want to be looking for horses that might have drawn low and, and are possibly going to race handy as well. Okay, well, that makes sense. Let's kick it off with the quaddy legs. We're going to start with race six. Uh, the listed Civic Stakes over 1,400 metres. Wanderbar is your current favourite at $5. Hildo... Rainier was able to control that race at Eagle Farm last start over 1,600 metres. He comes back to 1,400 metres here. He's been a back marker in Sydney that we've seen in the past. What sort of yeah. tactics do you think that they'll try to adopt here? Are they going to go forward, find a spot? I think there's enough speed in the race for the probably doesn't, doesn't have to go too far forward. From the five and the soft draw, he probably will be right there. As you can see, up until the, the, the Queensland run, I, I would have had him you know, back in the in the second half of the field for sure. But seeing him, I know it was 1,600, but they do run along up there and he was able to hold a handy spot. Um, look, I can just see him probably being two or three pairs back one off, probably in the right spot for that race. Um, I think there's 
enough speed in the race with Fender and those horses that are fresh, um, they probably should roll along in okay tempo. Simon? Yeah, I think it's a, I found it very even, uh, a hard race to really find a way into it. Uh, I guess True Detective Vandersnatch, they look to control the speed. Rainier holding off Kem Mantari last start. I just can't really see uh, that form holding up here. He got a picnic in front and, you know, did too well there. But I'd have to be against. I'm surprised he's, he's $7 at the moment. I'm surprised if he starts single figures in the race. Uh, Wonderbar, her last two starts over 1,100. She gives the impression she's looking for the 1,400 now. It's just after doing the map, uh, Rose Hill 14 back, which is the one Knock Louise Day does know well. Just We'll have to monitor it. Uh, interesting to see how the track does play. I'd have to agree. Uh, it's unlikely that they're going to be flipping down the centre given the way the race, the track played last week. So if that's the case, Wonderbar, you'd have to have a slight knock on. Uh, I thought 3 you'd bring different, bring different form into the race, which is a big pick for me. Uh, she was really good late behind Exhilarate since won a trial. Uh, the only knock back, so looking for horses that are going to get the right run. You think Bandersnatch lands outside the lead. He had his chance last start, but now at his peak, I think Rose Hill actually is a tick for him away from Ramwick. Uh, he should handle the conditions and he probably gets the right run in the race. I couldn't have Fender. I don't think that form has been an, I would say, one moderate race up there. So, uh, so then Bandersnatch uh, is the way. Tricky Gale is interesting. Uh, on her best form, she's capable, but just a query on how well she's going. So 3U would be uh, my lean in the race, but we'd have to monitor how the track plays early. Hilda, if you were having a bet, what would you be on? Uh, I, I agree. So I think it's very hard. Um, look, uh, if, if Tricky Gals live their soft spot for me, if she was at her best, yes. I don't think she maps the greatest, but um, at the price and in that race, probably, yeah, if I was having a spec, it'd, it'd be her. That would be it. Yeah, I, I tend to uh, – I agree with Wanderbar with you, Simon, there. Um, she does look like she's looking for 1,400 metres, but just stepping up to 1,400 metres on a heavy surface, it, it's a stretch for her. So I do think the market will be against her. I, I disagree with Fender. I thought that uh, he comes out of the right sort of race in Queensland. Um, he was wide and needed room sooner. And there was only one horse that really ran past him. And that was Tofane. And she's come out and won, uh, won the Stradbroke since. So that's got to be good form. Garibaldi's come out of that race. And he's been absolutely truckloaded in a, in a Hinkler handicap since. $2.90 into $2.50. Um, and this horse beat um, Garibaldi previously to that. So I think there's a little bit of value about him. He's tried really well at Scone since. And uh, I think he can run a race in a very even race. I do agree with you guys uh, there. I, I think there's plenty of chances and I wouldn't put Most the line through many of them. Been Sorry, what was that? No, I, I, uh, some noise just came out of my computer, that's all. All good, mate. <laughs> I think we might have to cut <laughs> that out. We'll see how we go. Uh, moving on to the seventh, uh, three-year-old and upward benchmark, 88 over 1,800 metres. Great house is your favourite at three dollars uh last start he found a good spot behind the speed first up he was nice and fresh uh and he was producing he proved too good for them first up do you think he can find a good spot just behind the speed stepping up in triple definitely finds a good spot in the race um interesting to see what happens with the speed here um i, I sort of find tory joy um out in front and i think will be advantaged by the track i think it leads and finds 
Mine's the right part of the track. Generally, when you've got a number of Chris Waller runners in the race, they will um, definitely want to try and find the best possible spot for all of them. So they, um, you know, he will have some horses that once they realise that there mightn't be a lot of speed, will send some forward um, into that spot, which can change the race a little bit. But um, just the way the map looks at the moment for me, I find that Tory Joy uh, finds the right run in the race. I think Great House does, can get the right run just on the back of the speed. Um, and if she's not tough enough, that he could be right there. I also thought Tori Joy had a hope here. Um, she loves 1,800 metres. She's one from one at the track and distance. And she was uh, maybe a month between runs last start. So she can definitely improve. Uh, Simon, what did you think about Mover is here? Um, he's two from two at Rose Hill. Is he the big winner um, with the meeting going back to Rose Hill? Yeah, I think it's a plus for him. I think it's always hard. He's only had a handful of starts, so you wouldn't want to read too much into it. It's hard to suggest. A track like Ramick wouldn't suit him. Uh, he was a good winner first up. I know the form hasn't worked out. Nine have come out of it for only three minor placings, but don't want to anchor him too much to his opposition. He was clearly the best close there. 1,500 not suitable. Up to 1,800, and he's unbeaten second up, and his last two second up runs, he's improved from about four lengths on each occasion. So, so if he shows that, in, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. I uh, shouldn't have a concern with the wet track. I'm hoping he can lob just behind the speed. As you mentioned, you don't want to give him too much start. Tori Joy is certainly capable. Uh, in terms of a leader, she's got the form to win this race. So that's always the big tick and she handles conditions. So I think the loser in the race moving to Rose Hill is Opacity. Uh, three of his six wins have been at Randwick and he was home a long way out last start and thought he probably could have gone on with the job. Just some slight query at Rose Hill uh, where he gets to in the run. I'm guessing he's probably spotting Great House to start coming into the straight. And if that's the case, I'm not sure he will be able to run him down. So I thought Great House looks very hard to beat, promising stayer, and who knows where he could end up uh, in the later part of the year. Yeah, 100% agree. I think uh, Great House is the one to beat. We saw last preparation, he had that big peak performance second up. He, he steps up in trip now, and I, I just really like that, the way he attacked the line late first up over 1,500 metres. He really knuckled down to win. The, the eighth race of the day is a benchmark 78 over 1,400 metres. Blondo's your favourite. He's $4.20 currently. Uh, Luke, we saw Ulysses dropped out from the outside barrier first up. He draws barrier five here. Can he, uh, can he find a good spot behind the speed? I think he can, and I think he has to. Um, definitely with this track change now to Rose Hill. Um, look, I think they will. There's sort of enough in this race that they will roll along at a, at a genuine tempo. Um, I really like Canasta's first two runs. I think it really gets him well in this race. Does lead. I think we'll have to have company just for the size of the field. Um, Ulysses was the one that I was probably really worried about. And, and um, if I want to be backing Canasta and against Ulysses, I'd love to see it get further back. Um, but it, it can, from the barrier five can hand settle a lot handier tomorrow and uh, will be a big danger if it does. Simon, Blondo's an interesting runner. He yeah, I was, think uh, uh, the official... Sorry, mate, um, I interrupted you then, but uh, Blondo's an interesting runner. Uh, he's he's drawn wide this time. He was he was really impressive first up and he's he's been in a... He, he really hasn't got the job done in his last two. The winner came from behind him last start. Um, he's our current favourite. Do you think he gets out in the market, or do you think uh, do you think they'll come for him? Yeah, I think you're you're spot on in suggesting the the market to get out. I know he obviously had the short SP last start, but as you mentioned, Cisco Bay came from behind him. 
I don't know what it is about horses in these colours, but they show a lot of promise and then they don't really deliver on it. He's another one. He went awesome first up and then he, he hasn't improved an inch uh, in two runs since, which surprising uh, from the Chris Wallace stable, you generally see them. He hasn't improved an inch. So he has to lift uh, if he is to win in this grade. And I'm not sure 1,400 really is his go. He was obviously dynamic over 1,200 first up at Gosford and then, had his chance last. I'd only beaten half a length, but still thought he could have put him away. Uh, he's going to get right back here for Brenton. I'd be happy to be opposing Blondo and agree. Canasta just rock solid in two runs back. Only gunned down late last start. Lead to Tim Clark. He goes aboard. Uh, he's won at this course and distance. I think Rose Hill is a bigger tick for Canasta. He should lead. Some covered spirits. Interesting to see who does end up landing outside the lead. Exotic Ruby, Mirror Visions, and Covered Spirit. They look to be the ones to roll forward and bomber safe from out wide. So it all depends how easy Clark gets it in front. If they just, I'm not sure they're going to want to force the issue on the outside. If that's the case, he should be able to pinch a few cheap sectionals and be hard to run down. The official maps have Ulysses landing leaders back. If he gets into that position, uh, he's going to be really hard to beat. He was awesome first up, really closed off well. And I would mark Ulysses' favourite in this race off that map. If he does land Landers back, he's the one I want to be with. Yeah, and he did He did win very well second up last preparation. So I would think that the market's going to trend towards Ulysses. We've already seen um, him shorten up in the market. I, I would think that um, Blondo probably starts with a six in front of him tomorrow, maybe even a seven. Who knows? But uh, three for three here. I'm with Canasta as well. I think... Uh, all the reasons you guys said, third up peaks. He wanted to duck back to the fence last start and he, he was just coming back on the line. I think he's uh, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Even though he does meet Blondo worse at the weight, he, he's going to be well in front of him. And I think the other horse ha just has to get too far back from the draw. Uh, and Tim Clark finds a good spot in front for Canasta and he, he can rate them absolutely perfectly. So Canasta for all three of us. The last race of the day is a three-year-old and up benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. Hope is your current favourite. Bit of the same setup with him, Luke. Um, he drew the outside gate last start and he had to go well back. He was weaving a passage uh, through late and he closed off really nicely. Draws barrier two here. We've seen him settle closer in the run before and he comes up to 1,100 metres. Where do, you, where do you have him on the map, mate? I definitely think he can handle a lot, um, settle a lot handier. I think one of the biggest things too with the Chris Wallace day is you'll see them definitely go home and assess and, and change their tactics when needed to. And I think he'll be one that there could be a change of tactics come through for him and he may settle a lot closer tomorrow. They do adjust throughout the day or at the start of the day and things like that, which is um, a big thing with the Wallace day where you know they're going to do. I think they will roll along in this race and, um, I know he's, he could get back too, but he's drawn low. So Rouse's run is probably big for me. And by this time, the sort of they, they tend to, if they've been winning from on speed, they will keep going. And, and he could still be in the right spot, three, four pairs back on the fence and just needs a bit of luck. Simon, Joviality's got that forbidden love form. She's had two really nice trials and she could be the, the horse with the most potential in the, the race. What did you make of her trials? Yeah, it's always tricky uh, with the Chris Wallace stable how much you want to read into her trials. I sort of read more into the jockey booking first up. Uh, for me, with Chris Wallace, he's got, certainly got a, a pecking order of jockeys. It's always hard at the moment 
uh, with a few obviously riding in Brisbane and out. But uh, from my read on Joviality, drawn 16, uh, two soft trials, I'd imagine she just goes back and they want to see her hit the line and get back on track. She's obviously thrown in the, you know, against the light fingers in the surround. And as you touched on uh, that form around Forbidden Love, she's a very talented filly. Jury out, I guess, to the three-year-old in general. Uh, you look at a horse like Destination in the race who's, you know, got the wild ruler form, which is stakes form in three-year-olds, and he's down the weights in a 78, and he's not favourite. So there is a sum knock for me with the three-year-olds. Uh, Triple Ace is interesting as well, but I'd be watching uh, Joviality on the weekend. Just want to, I, I can't see them forcing the issue from that draw, and if she's going to go back to last, I would struggle to see her rounding them up. What did you did? You want to have a bet in the race? Did you anything take your eyes? Uh, I think. For me, I mean, whole three from 26 doesn't scream, uh, you know, back him as a favourite. But I think I was surprised they dropped him back to a 1,000 last start. He was good behind Lily Moore in a race that, you know, they went warp speed in front and he sort of got run off his feet, but was still good through the line. Back to a 1,000, he was good again behind Malkovich. So I think the 1,100 is a tick for him. Just the inside draw, if he can get the right run, he'll need the split at the right time. Um, but as uh, you touched on, I think... You know, the Chris Wallace stable, generally when they draw inside, they use it. Uh, he's not a horse who has a lot of tactical speed, but he should settle closer than he has been. And he looks hard to beat. I don't think there's any edge in the price. Uh, he's a backmarker at Rose Hill over 1,100. So you don't really want to be diving in and taking two short odds. I'm interested to see how Triple H resumes. He comes back as a gelding. He continued to make big jumps last time in. And he's formed through Malkovich, who's won at this level recently. So... He ties in well there. And Madam Legend expects her to show good improvement. She obviously uh, failed to fire her last run quite to a break, but I thought her trial was good leading into this and she's capable at her best form. So if you're playing wider, uh, I think she's not a bad bet at $10. Yeah, I could have something on uh, a couple here. Um, I could have something on Triple Ace and Destination who have both been uh, gelded in their uh, in their spells. I think Triple Ace is an interesting horse, as you said. He's he's had seven starts for four wins, two seconds, and a third. So he's never been out of the out of the placings, and he's been gelded. So I just think that they might have a real opinion about this horse. Um, as you said, that Malkovich form really stacks up here. Uh, he draws well. He lands Clipperton. He's had two nice trials, and I just think he represents a little bit of value at about seven dollars. So. Um, he's the main one I want to be playing, Triple Ace from the Chris Lee stable. All right, fellas, um, starting with you, Luke, give us your best bet, and then we'll move on to you, Simon. What's your best bet of the day? Uh, my best bet, um, we get underway very early and, and before midday. I'm, I'm really keen on Kobe Rocks in this race. Uh, I just think from a, a map point of view, I think they tend to probably roll along a bit. I think drawing the one... He's going to be rails in run, which will want to be tomorrow. Um, heavy van der Veelen, or however you want to pronounce it, he's having his first ride in town. So that's pretty exciting. We've been watching this kid, uh, not kid, I shouldn't say. He's from South Africa. He's ridden a lot of winners over there. But he's been doing a good job for Bjorn in the country areas and rewarded with his first city rides tomorrow. And um, even though it's uh, $6, he is an equal favourite. So that's uh a good credit to him and and look i think the horse maps right i love to twin the other at warwick farm the other day it was really tough late and i just think it's got the right maps to get a winter track at rose hill hopefully it can only be one or two pairs back on the fence and get a bit of luck yeah i wanted to be with uh, great house in race seven uh to win first up i don't think they expected uh, to be winning first up at 1500 the improvement he showed in his last two second up runs i think while he's up in grade he's 
certainly a be surprised seeing measure up in the better races later in the year. And if he's going to do that, he'd want to be winning on Saturday. So race seven, number 10, great house for me. Uh, nice find. I think great house is going to be very hard to beat as well. Luke, that bloke you're talking about, uh, Hevelon van der Hoven. He's had 14, 14 rides. I think he's rode four winners. So he goes all right. Um, he hasn't had many goes at it, but um, he's rode a few winners. So uh, back in with confidence tomorrow. Uh, for me, the best bet of the day comes up early as well. Race three, number four, Carp Fever. I think this horse is going to be really hard to beat with the claim for Tyler Schiller. I know he hasn't been to 3,200 metres, but he absolutely gives the opinion that uh, gives the impression that he's going to run it right out. Uh, get some really nice weight swings on horses like Sweet Thomas and Tewilika. And I just think he is going very well. Just the, the move from Ranwick to Rose Hill is against him. I wasn't, I'm not as keen now as I was before, but um, still happy to be with him at this stage. So race three, number four, Carp Fever. Okay, fellas, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, as always from the Lega, gamble responsibly. And if you're going to have a bet on Saturday, good luck.